Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Here I Am podcast. Uh, I am your humble host, Anjay. And before we get started, uh, I keep forgetting to put this like in the actual episodes. Um, I have an email address specifically for the podcast. It's the Here I Am podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to write, ask me any questions or tell me how much I suck or how great I am or whatever the fuck you want to say, uh, let me know. Tell me what you want. If you is there anything you want me to specifically talk about or if you have any questions for me about me, whatever you want, it's all good. But without further ado, I am here with an amazing human being. Seriously, uh, every time I see his content, it puts a big old smile on my face. You can follow him on TikTok and Instagram at under uh, the handle Tanner Peeler. I said that right. How are you doing, Tanner? sir? Right. Yes, sir. And there Tanner he is. Peeler. And this is him in the flesh, the Tanner Peeler, everybody. What is <laughs> up, my dude? What's up, brother? How you doing? I am doing good. I've been. I'm. I. I'm really glad that you popped in one of my lives because it, it made me go, "Oh shit, yeah, I need to have this man on because I have a bone to pick with you." Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, we're in trouble now. Oh, starting off with the fun stuff. Drama already, and this is how. <laughs> this is how you get an audience hooked and just want to <laughs> exactly, come in. Exactly. Exactly. I remember the first time I saw your content. And and you like me are a bigger person, and I don't know if you've grown up that way your whole life or not. But oh, I, yeah, I've I mean, always yeah, I'm very much a heavy set kid my whole life. Okay, so saw one of your videos come up, and I saw you dancing, and I got so jealous of you <laughs> because I was like, "Fuck, man, that's a freedom that I have never experienced. That's a comfort." in someone's a person's body that I have never and while I'm trying to work towards it I don't know if I'll ever be that comfortable and I was just like fuck and then I saw that and then I saw and then I happened to see like left hand corner that you were following me and I was like oh yeah fuck? all right cool but like it brought me a lot of joy to see like your freedom and your movement and everything and I and this is such a broad question but like how did you get to that place well, first of all, I totally, I very much appreciate you saying that because I think not enough people um, see how difficult that could be for somebody, especially like, I don't care what size you are, how you're built, just being willing to put yourself in that kind of light. Um, it's a very vulnerable thing to do. So I agree completely that, especially for heavy set people in the climate that the world is, it it, it, it is easy to believe that that would be difficult. The reason why I say could be difficult is because me as a person, I truly like I've just started learning in the past few years, like probably since I started doing TikTok, that people aren't capable, like not everyone has that switch to genuinely not care. Like I am a firm believer that the biggest blessing I have is that I truly do not care what people think about me. At the end of the day, the only person's opinion of myself I, that I care about is mine. And so if I can wake up every morning and feel like I'm a good person, that I provide value to the people in my life as well as as many people as I possibly can that I get to interact with, that that's all I care about every single day. So if that means me buying someone a coffee at a Starbucks in the morning or helping someone carry their groceries or just simply posting a silly video of me dancing, I'm going to do that every single day twice on Sunday because I understand that this world it's hard enough as it is 
and I'm not going to make it any harder for anyone else. So, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, I'm I'm similar in that aspect of like I'm willing to make, you know, I mean, I you know, high school through college. I mean, my my degrees in theater, right? And I I got. Mm-hmm really comfortable getting in front of people and doing whatever I needed to do to make them entertain. But like I never went to like a school dance or anything like that. I was just always like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to look cool. I always had like this, like self-consciousness about me on certain aspects. Like I can dance if the goal is to make you laugh, but it doesn't really bring (laughs) me, bring me joy. I'm just doing something stupid and silly in hopes that it makes you laugh or smile. You have like this, like, Nah, bitch, check out these fucking moves. Like I fucking yeah, exactly. got this shit. Dude. It's, it's, a la- like... it's, it's a very it's an it's a natural like don't give a shit attitude. I agree with you completely. It's because and because the reason why I think one of my buddies said it best, in my opinion, that like I'm just unapologetically myself. So mm-hmm. if you I I would any day of the week, I would rather you dislike who I am as a person than the persona that I decided to give you. Like, I don't have the energy, I don't have the brain power to remember what person I sold you of myself. Everyone just gets me. And that makes my life a lot easier because then you're not jumping through the bullshit hoops all the time of trying to, like, keep people happy or show people that, like, like try to put up a show that you're something that you're not. Like, at the end of the day, the people I'm close with know when I'm having a bad day. The people I'm close with know I'm having a great day. Everyone sees all of me i i I just i just don't have it in myself to hide my authentic self so i i told and again that's not me like coming down you or anybody else that struggles with that i totally understand that like everyone's different and a lot because everyone's different everyone struggles with something different um so while i like me for example i i very much struggle with like my physical like the way i'm built but at the same time i'll never let that keep me from doing the things that also make me happy. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I want to be healthier and I'm on a journey. I have been to become healthier, but that doesn't mean the silly fat dude that danced and did all this silly stuff and eating good food. Like, don't get me wrong. I indulge too. It's about everything is, everything needs to come in moderation though. Whereas the only yeah. thing I will not compromise with, with my moderate, with moderation is my personality. I can't do it. I just am incapable. So has it, have you always, like, since the day you were born up till now who you are, have you always been that way with the, the I don't oh, give a ten, fuck attitude? 10,000%. 10, and my mom said it best, especially with me doing TikTok. She said, nothing in your life changed. You just record it now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, I, again, I understand even that is a, is a, what's it called? That's a conundrum for some people because, like, a lot of people, right, wrong, or indifferent, do put on a persona or a, a a show, which is, I mean, a lot of times, like you specifically, you you were an aspiring actor. That at the end of the day, that that is part of the job. Like you're you're, you're painting a picture, you're telling a story. To do that, you have to fall into a character. Me, I just make it easier on myself that I don't have the brain power to be a different character. <laughs> I'm just going to be me, and that's fine. And apparently, there's a market for that, which is nuts. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, well, you know, and a couple of things like in this day and age, mm-hmm. people want authenticity. And like, that's how I built right, like my right. followings just because like, I'm at the point where, you know, I've dealt with enough traumas and shit like that to where like, like, it, it's honestly like my traumas 
has eventually taught me to just be like, there's a lot more bigger issues and there's worse things that can happen. So fuck it. Here I am. Like I've already dealt with enough bullshit, but going to you being that way your whole life, that's really a testament to how you were raised and how your mom brought you up and giving you that. Because I think a lot of people, when they do get self-conscious of those things, I know for me personally, like, you know, um, like my like my parents supported me, but they also kind of like judged me in certain aspects where I would feel a certain way. And I didn't know how to like, you know, as I'm going through therapy, going like, man, I don't I didn't know how to articulate how I was feeling. So I just shut down. And so then I got used to like shutting down and pulling away is my own safety net, my own like coping mechanism. Right. So your coping mechanism, right. Yeah. So it's so I don't have to like deal or feel i can just pull away and say like all right get the fuck away from me type of thing um and then so that made it like more difficult but then like i remember you know i just hit points where i was just like fuck i need to get this out i have no other outlet all right fuck i want to put it on the void of the internet and see what happens oh right started like totally when uh that first started like with facebook when i was taking care of my mom and I needed to vent and had no one to talk to. So I just put a post right. of like, I'm really fucking struggling. And then right. I'd get support that way. Um, so yeah, but going back, like, you know, people like authenticity, they like seeing the actual person. And I think a lot of people are getting a lot of really good at either they can sense when someone's not being their true selves or, right. but the, the caveat to that. And I'm a very like I see all sides of every angle. Right, there's so sometimes every story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your story, your story, uh, their story, story and the truth. truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like I'm sure people are like I'm sure you've gotten comments before, and I'm just saying let's because with your a million followers, you've had to get a lot of hate comments. But someone's like, "This ain't oh, yeah. you." Like you're this isn't right. you, or blah 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 blah. Right. Like you're just faking it. And a lot of the times that could be, so it's either people like sniff out bullshit or they're projecting their own insecurities on you. And that's the shitty part of my brain where I'm like, no, I can see that. Yeah, I can see like, I can see like how you get to that. See, I see, I think, I don't think that's a shitty part of your brain. What that is, I think you, I think you just have a true faith in humanity in that like, you 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 try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I probably shouldn't have a, a faith in humanity, but I do. <laughs> no, you, we, we probably should. Yeah, exactly. I'm the exact same way. Like I, like don't get me wrong. Like, what's the difficult part about my personality? In that, like me personally, I don't care what anybody has to say about me. Like me specifically, that just frees up to where I care what everyone says about everyone else tenfold. So like, I've always been a person that's like, hey, I'm strong enough. If you have something negative to say, throw it at me. Don't don't throw it at the little kid at school that can't defend himself. Don't throw it at the old lady for some reason that you're upset at for today. At the end of the day, throw it at me. I'll I'll shoulder it all. That's totally fine. Because I know I'm a lot more capable and a lot more willing to bear that than the people that truly it does crumble. Like I'd rather throw like, sure, it's difficult for me at times too, but I know I just have a better probability and likelihood of being able to figure it out more than the person that already like that could be the last straw for that person. Yeah. Like it's so far away from being the last straw for me. Like, especially with the, the, you bring up the TikTok comments specifically. There was a time period. I don't know how long you've been here that there was a time period. We had a series dedicated to all the crazy things people would say to me, like women specifically, like just the, 
the quote unquote compliments that they would give you. Like, which my whole thing was the things that people will say to you, one, they'll never say that to you in person. Yeah, 100%. Like, you, you can hide behind the screen, the phone, anything. So, one, they'll never say it to you in person. Two, the, like, level of aggression that people were able to get away with, all because, which stigma, say as fair or not as it is, because I'm a male, that it's I need to look at it as a compliment versus just full-on, flat-out derogatory and not okay. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, no, like, I... It's just... That line is so fine. And so we drew attention to it. And again, especially that now after hindsight of like, it got to a point where like it became a game of like people saying just like the craziest thing, which that's not what I wanted. What I wanted to do was draw attention to the fact that like, hey, it's insane that this is okay in our climate because I'm a male. But if it were roles reversed, then that would be looked at as like, predatory almost you know what i'm yeah, saying like it's, it's like misogynist and yeah exactly and, exactly. and yeah, yeah 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 no I, I i get that i've definitely gotten the very uh probably the thirsty. best way to put it is crude yeah yeah i, I was gonna say thirsty but yeah well, no, that's fair well it means the reason i say thirsty probably isn't sharp enough because there's a difference between thirst and just being like borderline gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've gotten like those comments. I've gotten those DMs. And right, sometimes right. I struggle, re- like, sometimes like, I struggle reading a DM and if I should respond or not. Right. Because, because part of me goes, I'm afraid that you're going to want something more from me than I right. can provide. You know what I right. mean? Like, they say right. one thing. But they're hoping to spark a conversation and hoping that's going to lead to something more. And 100%. that's why a lot of the times, like, I frank, I, I, I just kind of don't respond to them. See, the only uh, ones I reply to are the people that are, like, just being nice or asking a question. But, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not to the point where, like, if, you, if you're saying anything, like, complimenting me or, quote, unquote, hitting on me, I, I almost don't hear it or see it. Because it's like, you're, and again, that's just another, going back to the fact that i just don't believe you would say this in person and that's fine i don't expect you to like it's just it gets to a point to where like you you get people get too comfortable like you get get a little too comfortable (laughs) well and sometimes sometimes for me and this is my own like battling insecurities and in my own body uh image issues sometimes i'm just like i don't believe you like i'm getting a lot i'm getting what you're saying right i'm getting a lot better about um I'm getting a lot better about accepting compliments and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a million times more confident in myself than when I weighed 220, 235 pounds and 7% body fat. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, like I went from like being 400 to that at 7% body fat and still thinking I wasn't lean enough. I wasn't good right. enough. And now I gained a lot right. of that weight back due to just the sheer weights that I lift now. And, and life stresses and my battle of like under eating all the time. And, you know, when I took care of my mom and all that stuff. Right. Right. Everybody but I, but, life at you. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm like, I look different. I feel more confident in my body now weighing that I have no idea exactly what I weigh, but I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. three fifty plus. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm more confident in how I am now. Cause knowing how strong I am, how I am as a person, like in my personality and everything along those lines than I ever was 
before, but it's still like, it still catches me off guard because right. I'm not used to receiving that kind of attention. You know what I mean? Right. I totally get it. And that's where, like you said, first of all, we're not going to skip over the fact you're strong as hell, boy. <laughs> what the hell are you picking stuff up like that for? What point you got to prove? I'm just kidding, man. I totally because I saw well, no, no, no. seven hundred the other day, right? Let, let me uh, last week. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. And it's a lot different. It's a lot of a different reason than why people think. A lot of people would think that I, I'm competing, like I'm a power. Li- I'm right. a, a, a a compete in powerlifting and everything like that. The the real the the true story behind it was when my mom got sick. And I knew I needed to quit my job to take care of her. I also, I was really into doing bodybuilding movements and staying lean and getting as lean mm-hmm. as possible. But I knew in that instance, I needed to start getting as strong as I possibly could. Because if I had to move furniture in the house, if I had to pick her up and carry her, if I had to do anything physical, I never wanted her to think that it was a burden. And right. I never wanted her to feel like she was burdening me. I always wanted to be like, nah, mom, I got this. You're light as fuck. Like, this is easy. Like, right. You weigh nothing to me. Like, this right. is fun. Uh, and then it, and it turned into, like, lifting that kind of a heavy weight turned into very therapeutic because, like, you're exerting right. so much in one short burst that it's just you get that release. And then after she died, I kept going because it was just a way for me to stay connected to her and um and you know i shifted for like a little while because like there was a point in my life where i was gonna pursue to be a police officer so i was trying to train for the physical stuff and that turned into like a lot of reps and me running which god i hate but (laughs) um it but you know, that, that didn't pan out or like I pulled away from that because like, I just knew that it wasn't something I wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I got back into lifting heavy again and I was like, yeah, this is where, yeah, like connected to mom, I needed to do that. And then even now, after I did that, I set the 700 pound goal because I was so close to it. Like I pulled 675 right, right. and I was like, I'm so close to it, but I'm like, man, my body's like, it's taken taxed. a toll on me. It's ta- it's really taxed. And so I was going to, and I was like, okay, I, as much as me lifting this kind of weight is me staying connected to my mom, I think it's time that I shift gears. And when I, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to shift gears when I pull 700. Right. Now I, this is, once you get to 700, that's where the, the crossroad, the fork in the road. Now I'm doing this for me yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this new thing now like i'm trying to shed right. some weight uh i just started doing the 75 hard and i saw oh, really? what you're doing yeah yeah that's awesome what day are you on today is day three and i'm dying. dude i couldn't <laughs> be more excited that's amazing is yeah. it how, how are you feeling be honest uh, dead it's horrible I'm exhausted. right away i'm exhausted it? yeah because like going to the gym seven days a week i can do that in my sleep that's Yep. I've done that before. I've gone months going seven days right. straight, right? right? It's the it's the outdoor it's the outdoor workout that's killing me because yep. the way my schedule is is I don't have time except for right when I wake up. Right, I totally so get it. Yep. so I've been so I've been doing forty five minute walks because again I refuse to run, but forty five minute outdoor walks. But my body, but I'm also doing it fasted, and then like my, my body's just not used to doing that much cardio. No, I totally get it. Yeah, I totally yeah, get it. So yeah, I have so like the worst like I shin did, splints and and oh, hundred percent. 
So I do that. I come back, I eat, and then I go to the gym like right oh, after right. that because I have to get it all done in the morning. Otherwise, I won't have right. time because I don't get home right, from totally work until it. like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And I really don't right. want to go walk outside for 30 right. minutes in pitch black. So yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. So first of all, I'm incredibly proud of you for jumping on because I don't th- – now – the mindset though are you looking at it as a mental thing versus a physical thing it's both it for me it's both it's it's very like i know i can do hard things that's what the 700 pound pull kind of showed me and that you know that video that i posted about it of me going like look at how many times i failed and lord i have more videos of me failing than i than i put on that clip you always will you always will yeah so it just let me know, like, you know, it, and it was hopefully inspirational to other people. Not the fact that I like, oh, you could do this way, too. It's like, no, it's just you no, it's, it's, keep it's, trying. It's, you keep going. 100%. Yeah, so, I, that's that's where I was going to say, because dude, I was in the same boat. So when I did it, so this is my third time doing it. I don't know if you've been along for that long. So I decided January 1 of last year. So mind you, at this time, I was 24. I was living at my buddy's grandmother's house, working at a bowling alley, facing machines, barely making enough money to like survive. And also 320 pounds, the heaviest, no, 317 to be specific, the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Um, and I decided January 1st, I was like, I've seen this enough times. I've seen enough people do this. Uh, a great friend of mine, Katie, she's a personal trainer. She's a aspiring first form athlete, which first form is a company that, um, 75 hard is like spots, like the program is built by the owner, Andy Frisella, who is the owner of first form, um, watching her just be a motivation for me. Like I've been friends with her since like the summer, but I've always, I kept telling her that like, Oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get back on track. Knowing damn well, like I didn't have it in me yet to get over that hump. And ultimately that like the night before I decided I was, I'm going to stop being a pussy. And I'm just going to, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who only, I only work with extremes. So I was like, 75 hard is perfect because it's, it's in the name. Like it's, it's 75 straight days of doing seven key tasks that all of them are not difficult on their own. It's fitting all seven in the same day and then doing that again. Yeah. And then doing that again, 75 days in a row. But I will say that I think the best thing that came out of that, for me, and I, I, I truly think you're going to see it as well, is just how much a gallon of water makes you feel better every day. Oh, well, the gallon of water thing, I've been drinking like a gallon and a half of water every day for oh, years. See, so I, see the I'm day, used to that. The day before that, I was that guy, but with like Diet Coke and <laughs> energy drinks. Like, I'm serious. Like, I, yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. iced coffee. Like, there was one time I went to a doctor, it means I was having like digestive issues. And she was like, how much water do you drink? Uh, how much coffee are you drinking a day? I said, 64 ounces. And she said, how much water? I was like, how much, however much is in that 64 ounces? 64 ounces? You're like, Plus it's just a big <laughs> like, yeah. just That's just what I was. Like, and yeah. again, I was a kid. I grew up drinking coffee and eating spicy food. That does a number on your metabolism and digestive system. And so, again, that for me was a big, like, don't get me wrong. All the other things, reading the two workouts, all of that stuff is just as important. But for me specifically, the, the one of the seven things that truly like changed my life, because at the end of the day, like the weight side of things is beneficial and it's a huge part of it. It's all mental. It's because 
you're finding out things about yourself you didn't know you were capable of. Because mind you, the first time I did it, I did it in the middle of winter in Iowa. So like I'm doing 45 minute walks outside (laughs) in negative 20 degree weather with snow up to my ankles. Like just like, I I promise you, if you ever struggle, I know you're going to struggle with it. It's 75 days. If you're not, if, if anyone's strong enough to, especially when you're flipping the script on your system, if you're strong enough to not struggle one out of 75 days, then more power to you. I just don't believe it. Yeah. Because, it's it's gonna be a grind. You're gonna get to like week four and be like, God, why am I doing this? And yeah, I have a know that have, you have an outlet if you have someone to need someone to talk to because I totally get I've been through it all. I've done this is my third time. It's well, I, it's, it's a lot. I, dude, I totally appreciate you. I have a buddy who's done that and then he's also done phase two and phase three. Yeah, and- see, I I did phase phase one for me was where like I kind of fell off the wagon just because like the other things that come along with it, I was like, Yeah, these aren't I'm not getting the benefit out of it personally. And that might be a bitch, mo- uh, a bitch brain thing for me to think. But at the same time, like 75 hard is exactly what my life needs. Like before we, before we I continue, on, I'm, I'm anyway, sure there's a lot of people, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Cause I'm oh, actually surprised by, uh, I'm true. really, I, I, yeah, I keep forgetting like, Oh, I, I, sometimes I'll listen this to this podcast common. back and I'm like, Oh, these probably don't know. Yeah. Cause I, I, I thought there are people who I knew who were into fitness who still had no idea what 75 hard right, was. And I went, right. Oh, okay. So for those of you who don't know, it's for 75 straight days, you have to do two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside for a minimum of 45 minutes and both workouts need to be a minimum of 45 minutes, but uh, the outdoors has to be 45 minutes. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to follow a diet. You have to read 10 pages of uh, a nonfiction book a day. And the challenge is you have to do that for 75 straight days. Like my first and two you days. you also have to take, you have to take a progress photo. Oh yeah, progress no photo alcohol. No, and no, no alcohol, alcohol, no cheat meals. No cheat meals. So yeah. anyway, sorry. Those are, th- those are all seven. I didn't want any of my means. You, like you say, if you miss any one of these, you have to restart. Like, 100%. Yeah. You know how many people uh, I know that have missed a day because of the progress photo? <laughs> Yeah, I so I my, I take my progress photo first thing when I wake up. So do I, because I can't yeah. forget that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like it's so much easier. And uh, yeah, I, but I I know with this like I'm not weighing myself because uh you know when I first lost weight back in the day it was I my day was dictated by that damn thing. Like 100%. if it if it went up a pound, I the whole day's ruined. I got to work out. I literally developed like an eating disorder. Oh, I totally uh, get it. It's, if, from, you, if, you, if you are too focused on the scale, like don't get me wrong, like, ultimately the goal is to lose weight, right? Um, but if you let it, if you let it all be dictated by the plus minus that is on that scale, it's going to be, I'm not saying it can't work, but I also know the the negative side of things is for me personally, it's, it's more of a con than a pro. <laughs> oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That's why I like right now I'm just going like, okay, I want to fit in my clothes a little bit better because I... I'm really too broke to keep buying bigger sizes. And, and then I, 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 like, in all honesty, like, dude, I weigh over 350. I've always kind of had abs. Well, not always, but like, I've had abs showing because of the weights that I lift and my core bracing that I work on and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're still showing, but I'm kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm really showing a lot of fat in like areas that weren't that big. And so, like, me, I'm just like, okay, I just kind of want to shed a little bit. And my focus, especially for like my diet, I'm not exactly following like a specific plan. It's just me. I'm just like, I need to eat clean and I need to get a shit ton more protein in me because I realized 
that week before that I pulled my seven, the, uh, the 700, uh, I was talking to somebody and they're like, well, how much protein are you eating? I'm like, you know what? I don't really track. Let me thinking. I was like, I'll oh, probably like in the 150, 160 range, which is still way too low for me. But I went, so probably somewhere around there. And then like I calculated it and went, oh, I'm eating 93 grams of protein a day. Yeah, which is just bottom flat out bottom line, not enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so then I went, I'm going to take all the point, protein. I do, I've gotten to the point to where, like, I keep my, I still track very religiously, like, most days of the week, just because, like, that's how I know I'm keep, keeping myself accountable. Um, but I, I was the same way. Like, I was just eating whatever was available. It was never really dictated on, like, the benefits for my body, um, as, as well as, like, I looked at food as very much like any gluttonous human being was like, how much can I fit in my face at one time? Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely been there. Like I, I, I never knew like that when you eat, the goal isn't supposed to be to eat until you're full. Like I didn't know that growing up, like, but I've got, and because of that, my metabolism was always clocked in working overtime until it stopped working. It's, it's reached its peak. It's at retirement. Um, so we have to like be very purposeful with what I put in my body means. I, I truly do. Like I'm the type of person, like if I, if I eat like crap tonight, I'll, I tr- like, I'll pay for it tomorrow and the day after. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I, it's even worse. God drinking. Like I, I sound like your typical, uh, someone that thinks they're old when they're not, I'm 25 and I can't drink like I used to. So that part of it, like, I don't need the drinking because it just makes other areas of life even more difficult. So like, that's the easy part for me. It's just a reason, an excuse to yeah. not drink. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I don't want to spend all of our time talking about it, but I truly think more people, if they're struggling, a two and a half month time period of truly seeing what you're fully capable of might be exactly what you need because it's, you're going to think so much more of yourself at the end of this next two and a half months then I think you are truly capable of thinking you could. Yeah, it, it's a, I think it's a great test for people who struggle with thinking that they can't do something hard. And right. it'll kind of just kind of give you like that ego boost. And like, you know, I know you, you well, we were like DMing back and forth. I know you wanted to, you wanted to talk about like fitness and like right. you wanted to ask pressure me questions and stuff. And I'm more than happy to do that. But I think like, you know, I think the biggest lesson that lifting weights and going to the gym and, and working on your fitness, it's not about, it doesn't have to be about, I need to lose weight to look good. It's more about like, it just helps create discipline and it helps, All right. it helps let you learn that the more consistent you are, the more you show up for yourself, the better results that you have. And I can go like for anything, like, you know, like therapy, like the more consistently mm-hmm. that you're doing therapy, especially with the right therapist, you're, you can totally change. Like I've been, I've been going to this, using this free therapy program for a year now. And like, you know, minimum, it's minimum once a week that I go, that I do it. And you know, when I say like, because I, I'm a lot more confident in myself than I've ever have been before, it's because I'm a lot kinder to myself than I ever have been mm-hmm. before. And that has come from doing therapy and putting in the work. And, you know, I, I remember uh, I had this conversation with the founder. His name is Joel Relampagos. 
and we were talking about it. And at the time I was like, yeah, man, I have like a 635 pound deadlift. He was like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't do that day one. <laughs> right. You know 100%. what I mean? And it's, and it's, and sometimes like when people, especially like when they, when it comes to the gym and when it comes to working out, it's, they're afraid to take that first step because it's, it's an insecurity thing. And I get it. Cause Lord, I same, um, when <laughs> I first started working out, I was afraid to go to the gym cause I was afraid I was going to look fat and stupid and not know what I'm right. doing. But the reality is, is that no one really gives a fuck what you're doing. Um, and people just want to see you succeed in there. Like they want to see you do well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just about taking baby steps and being willing to learn. And, you know, this is kind of like life, you know, you have to be willing to learn, be willing to listen, be able to adjust and adapt. And, you know, the more that you keep showing up for yourself, the better results you're going to get. Right. And I think, so I will, I'll kind of, I'll contradict myself from a statement I made earlier. So I said I'm, I've always been someone that's just confident and don't care what people think about me. That's not 100% true. I've always – I didn't learn this until I started, like, doing it regularly enough to, like, get a full sample size. I didn't realize that, like, what gave me my worst level of anxiety was feeling like I looked stupid in the gym. Like, mm. sitting there, like, feel like I'm not doing the motions correctly. I'm not lifting heavy enough for the, someone that's my size. I'm not – I look dumb being the fat guy that's running on the treadmill. Like mm -hmm. I've, I didn't realize that about myself that like, that was something I truly did struggle and still do to this day. Like that I feel out of place is probably the best way to put it when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Even though like I've, I think I've more than made it known. Like, like I, I, I do belong here. <laughs> We've earned where we're at to this point and everyone belongs. That's the problem that like, I, pe I feel people don't like wrap their head around. Like the worst thing you can do, the worst thing that I hate seeing is like every now and then I'll see a video pop up that someone's like making fun of someone that's really big at the gym. And like, I couldn't be more flabbergasted at like the audacity to do that. Like that person is stepping out of their comfort zone and is, I can only imagine the level of anxiety that that person has in their body right now, knowing that they're a bigger person at the gym. You don't need to make it worse. Like, Dude, it all, it they're, all already, they're already won by being there. A thousand, a million percent. That's why, like, if I go to the gym and say I see a well, bigger person, because of it, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I, uh, you know, whenever I see someone who's bigger at the gym, but I see they're put, putting in the work and I'm seeing them consistently show up, I will go up to them. Oh yeah, I'll and I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, I just want to let you know you are fucking busting your balls, and right. I can, and it's like I know you're trying to lose weight. I've been in the same position. There was a dude I met at the gym. I did that. And it fucking changed his whole perspective. And I was like, and I was a lot skinnier at the time when I first met him. Right. But I was like, dude, if I can do it, you can fucking do it. And then like, right. I would always check in on him. And he sometimes he'd have days where he'd be like, fuck, man, no, like, I've been eating really bad. I've been super stressed out. And I'd be like, okay, then you know what the most important thing about that is? You're aware of it. Yeah. So, you know what's going on. You're not, you're not yeah, lying so, to yourself. It's it, that's the important part. Like, yeah, There's a I guy think... actually that like I ran into when I was doing like my warning walks the first time I did 75 hard. Yeah. And I've ran into him since like now that obviously we're a little bit further along. And like every now and then we like chit chat. He's like, God, you've come such a long way. And like, I, so have you. Like it's those people you build relationship with and relationships with and you watch their progress. And if sure, maybe they're not going to get as maybe you or them are not going to have the quote unquote measurable success by seeing it on the scale or not. But 
you're doing the, you're, you're, you're falling back. You're falling in love with the process and the process will always be more important than the progress. It, it just will. Like if you don't, if you don't believe, build up conviction in getting where you want to be, then that road is going to be so difficult because uh, I don't love running, but the same, I enjoy it a lot more than I did six months ago. And that's because like, I'm better at it. Like everything Dude. compounds. Dude, you are so much better than me. You're like, so when I first started, when I first started working out, like, so my workouts used to be like insane. Like I would wake up. Super I would, no, I would wake up. I would run three miles. I would go to the gym for three to four hours. And then I would come home at night and run another three miles. I was okay. so hell David bent. Goggins? Yeah, I, dude, I was so hell bent on losing weight and trying right. to get a six pack, thinking that that's when that's how people will finally accept me. And, you know, again, when I had the six pack and all that shit, I wasn't really accepted or at least in right. my head, even though people did accept me, I never believed it because right, I, I, did, I, had, I didn't do my I didn't, syndrome. I, yeah, I didn't do my mental work, my own my own mental shit right. with that. I didn't learn to love myself. And so like right now, I'm like, oh, maybe if I shut this shit, I'd be like, damn, boy, you looking good. Yeah, exactly, and I can exactly. like, you know, I can hype myself up more. But um, but no matter what, I always hated the running. And then when I went to do when I went to like train for a police officer, I was running two to five miles every day, uphill, all that shit hated it and for it, like, <laughs> like it did, i, I show like up this <laughs> i'd show up for the fitness test like I, I i i fitness test for like quite a few departments and i'm the biggest guy showing up i'm weighing like i think like 270 at the time biggest dude there hands down and i was smoking people like especially yeah. on the sprint and all that shit and i'd be like yeah i'm big i can fucking move Right. And I just don't enjoy I, it. <laughs> yeah, I just I hate this with the fiery passion. Right. And then I remember like right. one that I was testing for, like, yo, you gotta show up and work out with us. And I'm like, bro, you guys work, you guys do your workouts. And while it's free for me to show up, that's like an hour drive for me to get there. Right. And right. uh I have this thing called Bills, and I'm right, working exactly. at that time. Right. So exactly. you're telling me not to make money? No, right, I'm exactly. good. <laughs> Right. You got to sacrifice that's where, that in order to get a job here. And I'm like, so the, the running for me is, so I'm, I have this weird thing about me that at every point, at, at every day I have to be doing something I suck at. So like, because if I, I think we can all, the, the worst thing you can get, the worst feeling you can feel in life is content. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, it's very important in a lot of things, but complacency is probably better to put it than complacency. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. Means content is like rooted in grace, and I'm a firm believer in giving every, everyone deserves grace and empathy. But complacent is just terrifying to me. <laughs> so if I'm not progressing in some way, I, I just think I'm falling behind. And so running, for example, my boss brought out to me like there's this race here that's like seven miles long up up the biggest hill in the city. And it's in three weeks. And I was like, okay. He was like, you should probably run it. I was like, all right. Never ran a race before. Never. I couldn't tell you the last time I ran up a hill. Um, but sure, I'll do this. So I ran the race on three weeks notice. And my time for it was 7.2 miles. And the time I wanted to beat was an hour and 50 minutes. That was pushing it for me. I was like, yeah, this would be magical if I was able to do this. Um. Adrenaline, everything kicks in. First three miles, I'm pacing eight minute miles. I was like, okay, 
damn. We cannot keep this up. (laughs) Someone will die today if I run this fast. Um, So I eased up, and then naturally you do. And I finished in just under an hour and a half. I was like, wow. Damn, I beat the time I wanted to beat by 20 minutes, never really trained. So now the brain I have, now I'm like, oh, I can kick that ass next year. Dude, uh, dude I am now. I got to run the damn race again. <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna sound so. So I do. I do DoorDash and Uber Eats, right? Right. right. And I'm. I'm always in the. And I've been blessed. And I. I really do think it's just like a random coincidence that this is happening because it's. It's just come so randomly. But like the money I've been making has gotten better. But I keep okay. going. So I'm going. Okay. Well, next week I got to see if I can beat that. Oh, Next right. week, I gotta yeah, see you, if I can beat playing, that. Yeah, you're playing with yourself. Yeah, and 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 it's always it, it is always just kind of like the push. I mean, like you know, like even like if you know lifting weights. Oh, cool! I did that. Right. Can't wait! To, I got. I, I gotta beat that now. I gotta right. beat that now. Yeah, that was me I mean? today. I was doing I was doing calf raises on the sled machine. And I swear to you, for like thirty seconds, I thought I'd snap my Achilles. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> No, I think I'm fine, but like some something one right. So I was like, I think we're done with that that movement for the day. I think we're gonna go on and step on to that that bike over there and take it easy I, for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> I think the I think the scariest thing a moment I've ever had in the gym is I was squatting, and I wasn't in the squat rack I like to be in because mm-hmm. the squat rack I like to be in I like to call the the, the safety bars, but I like to call them the oh shit bars. So yeah, like exactly. If you're, 100%. I know what you if mean. you're at the bottom of your Same squat and you can't car. go it, you go, you go, oh shit. And you just yeah, drop exactly. it, right? Oh no. Yeah, you just yeah. fall. Yep. Yeah. So I was in the rack that has like permanently placed oh shit bars. And it's like close to the bottom of my squat, but not close enough. Close enough. Right. And so so I came down and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna get this. So I had to drop lower than I'm used to. And I felt something crack in my back. Yep. I can oh, and then I, I just went. Going. And then I and then I stood up and I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. And then I'm like, I can't feel my legs. Like they're numb. And I was just like oh, sitting God. there. And I'm just like sitting there. And I'm like, oh shit, did I just give myself a hernia? Did Yeah, like did something did I, break? Like, did I really just like hardcore fuck myself up here? And I'm just like standing there, standing there, standing there. I'm like, please, legs, come back. Like I'm, I'm like standing, like leaning on the bar. I'm still standing, right. like they're right, getting your bearings. I right. just can't, I just can't feel them. Like they're right. numb. I right. just feel like that, like they're asleep. And then they finally came back, and I'm like, "All right, okay. I think I'm done. I'm gonna go put okay, some heat on good. my back. Yeah, put exactly. some heat on my back right now." And I think, uh, I think that's the world's way of telling me I'm done for the day. I understand. Yeah, that's it's always the it's always the smart thing to do. Uh, Point remember, made. <laughs> back away slowly. Smile, well, away, um, boys. October last year, I tore my shoulder, um, uh, dumbbell pressing, and uh, <laughs> this was the stupid thing that I did with it. I, I was doing uh, 115 pound dumbbells, right? And I was like, I'm just going to do this for a single. I've never pressed these in my life. Let's go. First rep went up like nothing. And I went, yeah. oh, fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's do yeah, another we can, rep. Now we can get the buck 30. <laughs> so I got I got two reps in, then three reps in. And this is all like the same set. And then four right. reps in. And then I'm like, I think I can squeeze out a fifth. And then that's when like I, my shoulder just moved back just a little too far. Yeah. I lost yep. my form and I just heard and like felt this tear and I went, fuck. Yep. But Blew then my dumb ass. Yeah. And then so I was you like, kept going, Shit. didn't you? Do a drop set? 
no, I was back in the gym the next day and I was yeah, like, well, my shoulder hurts, but you know, my legs still exist. So I could still yeah, train. Exactly. I can do calf raises. I can do legs. Yeah. So I totally get it. I'm the worst. Like, that's why this round of 75 hard, like, cause the last, the first one is specifically, I was like a man possessed, but the second one, I was a little bit more like, I did it obviously, but like, I did it like a normal person should. And then this time I'm doing it like five days of like, like my morning walks are ever present. Like that's something I adopted from 75 part. Like I do that without it. Um, going, just going for a walk by the water. Now the time for sure. I, I would do it for 20. I would do it for 20 minutes to an hour. Um, depending on the day, depending on when I wake up. Um, but the only thing that's changed is now it's at least 45 minutes. Right. Um, that's remained a constant in my life since the very first time I did it. Um, but then I weight train five days out of the week, Monday through Friday. And I'm getting this time around. I'm not letting myself lift on the weekends. Like it's Saturday and Sunday are going to be act 75 hard active rest days, like 45 minute, truly walking. Like you're not running, you're not doing anything in excess. So, like, so you're doing, you're doing both of your workouts are walking workouts on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This Saturdays probably- and Sundays. Why you, you weight training seven days a week? Yep. Yeah. See, what's nothing wrong with that? Like my split. So my split right now, I'm doing uh, in this order Monday through Friday. I do chest, back, legs, shoulders, arms. Okay. And yeah. so that's a good balance for me. And yeah. for like Wednesdays, like Wednesdays, like I hit quads, hammies, everything. I have no ass. It's actually scientifically impressive that my butt is th- inverted, but we're going to so, find a way to get one of those. So you're Hank Hill right now like yeah like the i don't know if you ever watched king of the hill did you ever watch king of the hill because that mm-hmm. looked oh okay it was well so uh king of the hill um hank hill is known for having like literally no ass and then he had yeah. to get and it was like really fucking there's a good episode where it was like really fucking up his spine because like it right. just hurt for him to sit so like, he ended up getting um like butt pads so it's like a oh, yeah. it's like a jock strap, except on the on the butt there's there's implants there for him to. I sit might have on. to start doing that. I might have to start doing that because it's it's borderline disrespectful to the world <laughs> that I'm twerking on TikTok and I got no ass. That's all love handles, my friends. Well, my dude, I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I, I need you to give yourself some grace on this because you do have <laughs> this. Like me. You have this this horrifying condition, and it's called being white. And... I know it's just tough, man. <laughs> it's just not right, you know. Like I just wanted to like not play Look, into it. You can either, but you're but you're white. You either you either you either can have rhythm or an ass. It's I don't know if you can have both. And I got the rhythm. You that I do have. got the rhythm too. I got the rhythm, so I guess maybe that's the problem. Maybe I can stop pouring time into it. I can just accept the fact that I'm I'm going to be aerodynamic from the butt. Just. <laughs> I can shoot any doorway. I can get through. Don't worry. You I'm should do that. You, you should be like a like, like the single man. I don't know. I don't know the exact sport it's called, but the single man like Bob said when they're going like head first. Like I have no ass, so I'm really gonna have that hardcore aerodynamic. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. I'm bald and no butt. I'm so aerodynamic. It's insane. <laughs> Nothing's getting shame. on me. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. I'm good to go. Setting world oh, records. It's but we're gonna get there. You know, honestly, that's if I needed any advice. On if I had to pick a thing of advice I wanted to spend time on with you personally, yeah, it's help me get to a point where I can get the the motions down to where I can develop a rumpus because that Got would it. be nice. Because um, wait, till, you match these calves up and get me double cheeked up. Dunzo. Well, let me ask. Well, okay. 
so my question for you is like, are you like, are you barbell squatting? Uh, so I have a bad neck, so I don't okay. like to put weight on my neck. Okay. Well, you can. But I can front squat. Well, front squat is a lot. Is usually a lot more quad dominant. Okay. Um, never yeah. So I can so, deadlift though. Okay. That doesn't. That does involve your your legs and everything like that. Yes. That and that will help you build an ass. Um. So my question is, when you do when you squat, where do you place the barbell? Like, if you can just like turn around and like show me. Um. Like right on the hump. That's too high. Is it? It needs to be lower. That's why it hurts. Oh. So so if you think about it, if you think about it, if you're putting that bar right there, you're literally putting it on your bone, right? And you have these wonderful things called traps. So just lower it down and put it on there. So that's why like people would when they're squatting and you see them like squatting with like a bar pad, I always kind of cringe because I'm like. I get it. You're trying because it hurts to put the bar right there. Uh, and you're putting some, it in the wrong spot. Most of the time, I just walk up and be like, hey, let's take this off. How about you put it down a little lower right here? And then I go, does that feel better? And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it, it's so yeah, much there's better. There's a relief, right? Yeah, it's because it's not on then the bone. It's, on the, it's on the to, muscle. I need to give myself, like, stop giving myself the out that I have a bad neck. Um. To not do it means even if I again I'm I'm working on a plan of fitness right now. There's no reason I can't throw on a Smith machine and work on the mo- movement. And the only thing I got to worry about is up and down and not back and forth for a yeah, while. Yeah, you're not worrying about get that. Comfortable. Yeah. Like I think there's, I think that's a challenge for myself. I can do is add squats into the rotation for Wednesdays. Well, and then and then so the struggle with again I haven't I haven't been to Planet Fitness to use their Smith machine, so I'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent sure. Like the quality and how theirs are but so when you're squatting and this also comes with a deadlift and everything like that you really need to make sure that you're you're driving through the middle of your foot right so your foot is like that and you want to have it right here in the middle so you have to think of like your foot like a your foot's a tripod right right so you got the like the two outer parts in your heel right Mm -hmm. so you want to use that to like really grip the ground and okay. and drive through the middle of your foot because that's where you're going to have the most power because what you'll hear from a lot of people is like well if you want to squat and get an ass you really need a lot of the cue is drive through your heel but what you want is that you want that bar to be in the middle of your foot and this goes for a squat and this also goes for a deadlift keep it in the middle of your foot and you'll really activate your your glutes and your hamstrings and that'll help it That'll help give you more power to explode through the ground and oh, okay. it'll help it'll help develop those muscles for you. And that's and that's why everyone says to do those movements uh barefoot, right? Yeah, if you can. If you have the it means you, you can be that, flatter, right? It means you're you're more even yeah. or, like you don't have a huge arch in your shoe, you don't have a huge well, toe holes or anything like that. So when you're doing it barefoot and you're gripping the ground, the the what that happens is a natural arch in your foot happens. Right. And a lot of the times the problem with most with most athletic shoes is that they come to a point. I don't know if you notice that mm-hmm. if you have like running shoes or anything yeah, like that. A you, lot of them come, come to a point. A and what yeah. happens is what happens is that it, that pinches your foot close. So like a healthy oh. foot, like your toe should be like that. Yeah, it's like but, like but out, a lot yeah. of the time, but a lot of times that they're like you get they're stuck together. In, yeah. yeah, like that. Right. So it's it um so it's like bad for your foot. What you can do, and I don't know what shoe size you are, but I can send you a link to find them, uh, is get like a wide toe box shoe. Okay. So they have shoes so where like your your foot will naturally sit like that. 
and they're flat. So like you could really feel like the earth underneath your feet type of oh, thing. Wow. But all this stuff also comes down to like, you know, hitting depth and all that stuff. There's so many factors that go into it. Cause there are some people who can, who can squat ass to grass, like their, their butt right. can go all the way down to their heels. There's some people who can only get to parallel and that has right. a lot to do with ankle mobility, hip mobility, how the hip socket is going into your hip bone. I got and, a very bad hip. So <laughs> that well, I will and, give myself some grace. I got a very bad hip. <laughs> well, I broke my hip when I was in eighth grade and I'm still squatting I 640. Like, I feel like you I feel like you have a worse hip than me. I feel but like I'm you still, might have a worse hip. You just still, you just shit on both of my caveats as to why I don't squat. So thank because, you so much. You're welcome, dude. <laughs> if I can get anybody to squat. You're so tired of the BS. Just, it's just it's just it's it's just because I no no. Okay, this is what it is. It's because I used all those same excuses. Right. Yeah, you've been through it. <laughs> and then I still did it. And I still figured right. out ways. And what I, you know, uh, this is a shameless free plug for for this doctor of physical therapy, but Squat University, Instagram, I think he's on TikTok and YouTube. Uh-huh. I've learned so much about like hip mobility, ankle mobility. I've had hip problems. He shows exercises on how to like help your hip and get mobility and and he's really good about like, if your lower back hurts, let's not focus on it's the lower back that's hurting. It's probably your hip mobility or if your oh. knee is hurting, it's like, it's always like whatever the pain is, you need to figure out if it's literally that thing or if it's a deficiency elsewhere, like right that body, that body part is overcompensating for the lack of mobility elsewhere. And so right. helps- I, I get that with my left foot. So it's my right hip that's bad. And dude, I'm not kidding you. I wear, I used to wear the project rock shoes as my like running shoes. And I, I favored because of how bad my right hip was, I was favoring planting on my left foot so much that I put my left foot through the bottom of the shoe. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I, I worked that all the way out because where the, what is it? The, the, what is this part of your foot? The, the balls of your feet. Yeah. The, yeah. That the ball of my feet was hitting so hard that I just dug a hole through that shoe. Dude. And yeah. that's why like it, I I t- that when when my doctor told me that, I was like, "Oh, that makes total sense. Maybe I should get my hip fixed. <laughs> my foot won't hurt." Yeah, it's it's literally it's literally like it's usually like your body's kind of overcompensating Right. Um, for something and sometimes like i'll notice like okay this part is hurting like i've been noticing i'm having a lot of like knee pain and it's not and it's like muscles around my knee it's not i know it's not my actual knee oh right and then right. I, I talked to a, a friend of mine who's a massage therapist and she was like well try doing this exercise and see and like press on your trigger points in your inner thigh and and see if there's anything there and then i found like my thigh, my groin muscle was just so tight. It was ridiculous, oh, right. it, like painfully tight. And I went, oh. And then I tried to like work on it and loosen it up right. a little bit. And it's it's taking time it, it, and I need to be more consistent doing it. But I was noticing like, oh, my knees are feeling better because right. I'm taking the time to like, mus- like release the muscle because it's right. these muscles are overcompensating for something else. And right. it doesn't help that Which, I'm still trying crazy. to look heavy. Right. It's crazy what the human body's capable of, right? At the end of the day, it's just like just like the fact that we get a fever to help us get over sickness. You know what I mean? It's it's human body's nuts. Um so I didn't even, I don't know why you would even I don't know why it's 
it's like an ep- epiphany moment that I even thought that like, oh, maybe there's a reason for why I decided randomly to start digging the tunnel with my left foot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Like how like the, the, the body and like the brain just kind of does shit on its own. And there is a, right. I really wish I could remember the, the comedian's name. Cause I want to give him all the credit in the world for it. Cause it's just such a fucking good joke. I bet I know who it is. Cause I'm, well, he was, I'm um, so deep in the stand-up comedy. Okay. Well, I saw this joke. It was on TikTok that I saw the video. It's like a bit of his stand-up. And he was like, the human brain is a giant fucking asshole. It has like all the tools in it to make us happy all the time. Like we could be happy all right. the time, never feel sadness. Right. But it's like, it's like, no, I'm going to hold it here in this fucking corner. And the only way I'm going to give you some is if you like go do something for yourself, like fucking go right. for a fucking walk. And yeah, like, exactly. Fuck you. And I was just like, that's so, and I was like, holy shit. It's so it's true like, though. Like you, like you think you're in control, but your brain is like, nah, bitch, I'm in control. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the the if you like, if you really want to go down like this, like this, like spiraling down this whole like this weird tangent here, which is gonna make it sound like we're high or something, but it's like the fucking brain named itself. Right, exactly. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, God, pff, mind blown. Just you're like, what the fuck, dude? Wait a minute. Where How do we I? get here? That's so true, though. That's oh, I'm itchy now. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, um, we got off on such a tangent. I don't even know how we went down this road. My dude, this is why I do. Because I think podcast, you've only like... you've only asked one question. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and that was really like that was really like the the main question that I had for you to be honest with you because I was just like, you know, a lot of people. Out, I'm going to give you guys the, the the insider secrets to what I do on this podcast. Okay. I okay. ask a question and then I go from there <laughs> and exactly. I just we see what happens <laughs> and I just see what happens. Just let uh, it like, spiral. Like sometimes I'll have like a list of questions because of really specific things. But like the main thing I did, I really wanted to tell you was because I'm fucking jealous of you and I wanted to be able to say it to your face <laughs> because I want to be able to dance and move like you. Those uh, are like I the wish... furthest thing from fighting words. <laughs> like, <laughs> normally, normally people are like, I got a bone to pick with you. I want to kick your ass. No, you're, I got a bone to pick with you. I think you need to teach me something. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's fun. It's and I so knew fun like, being an anomaly. Well, it's and so and fun. I knew I knew that I knew that as soon as like because like you know we talked for like a minute before we actually started recording, right. and I was like, I know what I'm gonna say. And like our, our, it was such so friendly, and I was like, "This is gonna sound so violent just to start a fucking podcast." <laughs> That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong like, with that. It's it's organically like, angry. It's organically <laughs> angry. It's it's important. I like to go to Sprouts to get my anger because I like to oh, have it organically okay. grown. You know, I like it organically. Kids, <laughs> um, what else you got? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's so many different paths where I can go. Like I'm, I'm fascinated with how you were brought up. Um, were you ever picked on like as a kid and has like that? Yeah, actually, so no. I, actually, this is what I really want to. This is what I really want to ask you. No problem. I'll let you. I'll let you answer that. But um, you you took a break from TikTok for oh, a while yeah, yep. for your mental health yep. break. Yep. Um, what was it that was like? Was there anything like specific that you were just like, okay, I need to like step away and how healing was that for you because i'm like for me i i struggle with taking like a like a break away because i i have this mindset of like if i walk away from this even for a little bit it's gone i'm done 
what the things that I'm striving for are no longer going to be there. Right. So first thing I want to do is uh, um, subtle plug. Not, I'm not going to apologize. Uh, Southern Rage Customs.com. She made this shirt that says mental health matters. And this is something that I think enough people, not enough people are addressing. And I think, I think it's being talked about, but not being acted upon um, in that, like, there's one thing to bring awareness. There's another thing to actually offer a, a, a lending hand and a listening ear. Like at the end of the day, the stigma that men specifically can't talk about their issues is like, it's borderline gross. Like at the end of the day, men struggle more than I think people think we're capable of. Um, but the thing that is always the problem is myself included. We don't feel it's okay for us to speak on it um, and take action to it. And it's, there's a reason why there's so many, I don't, I, again, I'm the worst when it comes to statistics. Um, but there's a reason that more women go to therapy than men do. Um, it's because they feel like they have a support system outside of it and that it's okay for them to need therapy. Whereas I'm a person that I'm just now starting to think it's okay that I can talk about my problems. And I found the value in expressing that for other people as well. Um, so, sorry, before I answer your question, I want to make sure I got that out there. Um, but for me specifically, the two month break I decided to take from TikTok, um, was just like a spur of the moment thing. Um, I didn't like, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I think it's irresponsible to say that. Like I never struggled. Like everyone, we all struggle with something that we all have anxiety. We all have a little voice in our head. That's, that's telling us something that we don't want to think at the same time. Um, and so when I decided to take a break, it was just because I had so many things going on in my head that needed to be a priority and that were like fighting with each other to be the priority that I had to start taking things away. And certain ones that had to stay, they had to stay. Like I didn't have like paying my bills, going to work, taking care of my family, doing the things I cared about. Like all that had to stay. TikTok wall, it very much helps me. And I truly like, the community that we have, the people that we've met along the way and the, the relationships we've built, like I, I wouldn't trade those for very many things in the world. Um, but I fully was prepared. Like when I decided to not upload again, like I was fully prepared to never come back, um, never say goodbye, never do anything, like kind of like a coward, honestly, um, not address it. But at the same time, like if I were to come back, fully expected to be no one there. Um, uh, like no one to be waiting to like, Hey, how you doing? We miss you so much. Like, and of course that is what happened. Like people were not only excited, they were like speechless and, um, expressed how much they miss me and were worried about me and all that. And that was insane to even think that like you can affect people in that way to where, when you decided to just take some time off that they're just that just as excited to have you back as they are proud of you for taking the time. Um, that was incredible. Um, and I think the reason behind it all was I just had so many things pulling me in different directions, um, that I, I had to change something because I was not happy. Like I was struggling with a million to one things like, and for the first time in my life, I was truly at a like standstill as to like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I providing to the world? And I, for someone that's like incredibly confident and incredibly like good at caring and just knowing that there's a rhyme or reason to everything, 
for the first time in my life, I was truly struggling like with why am I here? Mm-hmm. Like not suicidal thoughts, but like, why am I waking up thoughts? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that scared the shit out of me. Like, I didn't like that. Like my mind, I felt my mindset shift in that direction. Yeah. I, like, I got to nip, I got to nip this shit in the butt real quick. Um, I got you, and yeah. so I decided like, I, I don't get me wrong. Like I didn't pour as much time into TikTok as I did like my full-time job and my family, but it was obviously taking up hours of the day. Um, I was like, I gotta, what, what makes me happy going to the gym, finding a way to eat well, like all of that stuff. And at the time, TikTok wasn't doing that for me. Like it was, it was kind of being, it was, it was felt more like a job and a burden than anything else. Um, yeah. which sucks to say because, the, the relationship again back to I've, I've met some incredible people on there i've had um i've had the opportunity to do very cool things and work with very cool brands and just build a community and just be myself and that was very i'm very thankful for that but at the same time it just something had to go and so i knew i knew like if if it was supposed to it would find its way back and it did and i'm glad i did um but it was the best thing i've done for myself in a long time uh, was addressing and knowing that like, Hey, while I love this and I love doing this for other people and for myself, like it's not provide the pros are not outweighing the cons in the moment. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to just step away. And again, I'm, I'm proud of that it means it's hard for people to like fund financially. It was, it was a dumb mistake you could say for my bottom line, but at the same time, like t- I'm not retiring off of TikTok money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord knows. Lord knows some people are, but I'm not one of them. Trust me, like a million doesn't do nothing for you when you're getting the same pay pay scale as everyone else on your videos. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's tough, man. And that's, I'm glad I no longer, for a while there, I was looking at it as a transaction and I no longer look at that because it does a lot more than that. And that's where it's all rooted now. And it was for a long time, felt the shift left because of it. And now we're back doing it because we want people to have a better day than they did yesterday. So yeah, I hear um, so many things to touch on uh, on that beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very long winded answer. No, 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 it's it's great. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on TikTok first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think people do struggle to realize how difficult TikTok can be, as uh, the bigger you get creating the platform, it's almost like oh man, I got to come up with content to. Right. <laughs> for the people who are following me and like even if your right. views are down or whatever it's always just like there are people who are supporting me i don't want to let them down and right. and that adds a whole other stressor i mean and it's it you're right when you said it's a full time it's a full time job where you're getting little to no money right for it you know what i mean and like people go like oh you're in the creator fund right and it's like i don't think you realize how little the creator fund actually pays like i make pennies yeah. a day if that like right exactly pennies. exactly and so what I'm is it always... we get like three cents for a thousand views or something like, like something that. criminal like that it's crazy <laughs> yeah so um uh, you know there's a lot of stress behind that and and i'm i'm trying to look at tiktok now in the sense of there's waves like you'll have Mm -hmm. your times where you're gaining a shit ton of followers and your views are great and then it's going to taper off and you'll lose followers and your views go down but it's just kind of it's a it's a roller coaster it's going to have its ups and downs and you got to try to like you know figure out things uh in terms of what you're saying about men being not being able to 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 speak i mean 
the mo- the common quote that I grew up with is uh, "man up," and right, hundred percent, yep, and, and and deal and deal with your shit. And uh, you're and you're twenty five, and I'm thirty five. I'm almost thirty. I'll be thirty six in November. And hearing you say, "What am I doing with my life?" brought me back to that age it sounds i feel like i'm a million years older than you but i'm not (laughs) but it brought me back to that time and for me it was the same i was trying to pursue an acting career at the time and then like my dad died and then uh you know and then like before my dad died actually like right after my dad died i almost died because i had a i had a tummy tuck surgery to remove excess skin and then like six days after my dad died, I started getting a lot of complications from that surgery. Um, and I lost like almost half of my blood. I was pale, pasty white. Like I used to joke, uh, like if you just threw some glitter on me, I looked like Edward from twilight. Like that's like how pasty white I was. Um, and so this is just, I don't, your, your feelings are a million percent valid. And I hope this doesn't come off like I'm diminishing it anyway. I just want to let you know that what you're going through and those thoughts is completely normal. And you are very validated in having those. And I think, you know, even me at 35 now, I'm still trying to fully figure out what it is I'm doing with my life. The right. only goal, and you, it sounds like you have the same goal as me, is I just want to make people feel better. I want right. to let people know that they're not alone. I want to be able to put a smile on their face or let them know that like, hey, you're not the only one who thinks this way. And when you were talking about, I'm going to I'm gonna not shamelessly plug this. So the free therapy source that I use, the company is called Change Your Algorithm. And yeah, I, know. I watched the episode with uh, the owner. And with Joel, yeah. Again. Yeah, Joel, yeah. I need... I need to do that. After we're done here, I'm going to have... Well, I'm going to go get the link because I need... I've been wanting to do that. Um, because that's, I think that is incredible. It's just even a trial run for people like me that for the longest time didn't believe in therapy for themselves. Oh yeah. I, neither did I, I, you know, I had a father, I remember, uh, so I, when I was 22, I want to say, um, I attempted, um, I didn't get very far in my attempt because uh, I heard my dad walking down the hallway and it scared the shit out of me. So I dropped what I was doing. Right. But I wanted I wanted to die. I wanted to commit suicide. I didn't want to be here anymore. Um, and I had no outlet. I wasn't good enough. I, I had no one to talk to. And, and it was literally seeping into my own life. And um, one of my professors took me down to the counselors on school on, on campus. And she's like, yeah, go ahead and like, and she's like, this is like an emergency. Like, like she just took me in and just let me vent. And then, the, then like later on, she was like, uh, so do you want to like come in and for like sessions and whatnot? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And she's like, are you sure? Because some of the stuff that you said was pretty scary. And I was like, nah, it's fine. I just need to lose weight. That's all I need to do. And right. I'll be okay. I'll be happy. And clearly, right. I probably should have taken that <laughs> advice from her. But I didn't believe in therapy. And I remember I, I confessed to my parents. I sat them down. And I was like, I'm... I got pulled to the counselor today and I'm really fucking depressed. And I, you know, I want to come, I don't want, I want to die. And my dad just looked at me and he's like, why? Not like a, Oh my God, son. Why? Like what's going on? It was more stern. He's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, dude, I give you everything. Like you have, you have a house over your head paying, like not necessarily paying for school because I had 
took out student loans and all that stuff. But like, he's right. like, I bought you a car. I got you like, you know, pay for your gas. Like he's taking it fuck? more personal, right? Yeah. It's taking it personal. But like, for me, that was just like, to me, it, it came off like fucking dumbass. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, right. Right. You're right. Not, like, what do you have to be sad about? And, right. you know, and especially like, some of the stuff that he had to deal with that I didn't learn until after he died, which right. for me, I mean, like, oh, like, oh, that really explains his alcoholism. Um, it, it was just kind of like, oh, like therapy's not a thing. And I grew up going like, oh, if you go to therapy, you must be psycho. Right. And especially if you're a man going to therapy, like, right. oh, you're a, little, like, you're a little, you're a little bitch. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, you're a little bitch psycho. That's where you are. Yeah. But like, but then, you know, and I, and then I, I eventually did, try therapy before and it was just a really bad fit and i was paying for it and it made me go well i tried like that fuck it like this is right, never gonna right, work right. again and then right. when um and then a buddy of mine told me about this company and i was just like he's like yeah dude make a video for him and i knew i, I knew i needed to get back into therapy like i knew i needed right, to get right, back right. therapy and he told me about it just to promote it because he's like, dude, like at the time I had like a hundred thousand followers on on TikTok. Right. And he's like, dude, you have a platform, just fucking do it. And I was like, all right. And I was like, what's the company? Like, what do they do? And then he told me, and I went, it's free. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, exactly. He's like, yeah, hundred percent free. And I went, okay, yeah, I'll hundred percent make a video, and I'm gonna fucking <laughs> check them out. And then right. I remember like the first class was like how to heal traumas. That I saw and I went, well, suck my ass is signing up for yeah. that fucking class like exactly. right away. And then it was just kind of it was kismet. Like the first, the her name is Dr. Wendy Doucette. I have an episode where I interview and talk to her. Mm -hmm. She's fucking amazing. And if I could afford her as a therapist, I would, but like she's right. she's really wonderful. And and it was just kind of like boom. And I owe a lot of my healing and my coping mechanisms and tools for when I when my grief comes up when my depression comes up to try to be kinder to myself and and heal um it just helped me greatly and I think like the biggest thing that I've learned especially with grief and and traumas is that they don't ever go away it's because mm -hmm. like and it can be really frustrating to hear that for people because it's like no I just want to be healed and fucking move on but it's one of those right. things like no matter how much work you put in, sometimes it just comes up right. and it affects you again. But the difference when that comes up again is you're aware of it. And the more kind to yourself that you are in those moments, the better it's going to, to let you heal and let you just kind of like come down from it. And you can literally be like, oh, fuck, okay, this is coming up again. I wonder why this is coming up. And then, all right, well, okay, I'm aware that this is happening right now. Don't be a dick to yourself today. Right, <laughs> like, right. Don't, yeah, no, don't totally. beat yourself it, up. Just do what you need to do to take a, care of yourself. It's that, give your, it's that give yourself some grace kind of mentality. And in that you, at the end of the day, you're doing the best you can. You have to believe that in yourself. As long as you are, you need to be able to believe that in yourself. Yeah, and and I think that's the, the hardest thing for people to grasp. And, and, that, and I mean that for in general, but it could also be perceived for men because men are always supposed to, and I use air quotations here for people who are not watching this, um, 
that like you have to be the head of the household you have to handle everything you have to be this that and the other and the reality is is like as long as you're doing your best you're doing enough and and your best your your best doesn't have and i think the your best is whatever it is that you're doing like in your moment Mm -hmm. like it's like oh i should have done this well if you should have done that you would have done it right you know what I'd I mean? I'd say 2020 always, yeah. Always. Like, I'm looking at my house right now, and I'm like, okay, that needs to get cleaned up. That needs to get cleaned yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. That needs to get cleaned up and all this shit, <laughs> That's right? because you have the perspective. You can see it all. Yeah. and then, But I'm also, hindsight is, I, tell you, I work six days a week. I bust right. my ass every single day. And today's my day off. And even then, it was get my two workouts in, get my reading in, right. get my therapy session in for the day do this podcast right. i'm still creating right. i'm still doing content right. i'm still keeping busy right. i don't have a shut off and do nothing and so right. if i don't get to something i have to give myself the grace of man you just don't have the mental energy to do that today and that's okay right. there's nothing yeah, where i think that. i think my biggest character flaw which also i will argue is part of the reason why i am able to be the person that i am every single day is so like i I don't want anyone to think that someone quote unquote like me that has all this energy, so much positivity, all of that doesn't still have their own demons that you have to address. And I work very much off of, Hey, as long as I'm busy, I don't got time to think about that shit. (laughs) I've got time to sit here and dwell on it. But when no matter what you do, the constant that remains is the second you put your head to your pillow at night, everything's going to hit you. Floodgates are going to open. And every problem that you believe you have and everything you hate about yourself and everything that you you refuse to address for the other 23 hours of the day, the second you put your head on that pillow, it's going to hate you. And yeah. that's probably my biggest character flaw is I think that uh, part of me thinks that that is healing is by being busy. When in reality, oh, it's delaying the inevitable conversation yeah, I, you have to have with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I have friends who are... Um like there's a person i'm talking to and you know they told me like they they really like to shove their emotions down and put them away and they don't like to talk about them because they don't like to feel them and i and i i get it because i did that for a good chunk of my life and it's it's always it's gonna surface up and in all honesty you're gonna heal quicker if you allow yourself to feel it right because that's how you're you're gonna, gonna make it easier to get through it that's how, and that's how you're going to be able to process it. You have to allow yourself to feel that shit. Cause if you don't, then it's going to explode on you at one point and you're going to end up doing a lot more damage than only yourself, but those around you right. to where like you can burn so many bridges and, and, and it could be like a very like good luck building that back, you know? Right. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So kudos to you for wanting to, to get into therapy i know i have i've had friends who asked me and they're all like you've you've been to therapy right and i'm like yeah i'm like help and be like cheer on, on it fuck yeah <laughs> exactly. dude like, let's fucking yeah. go like 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 that's that's amazing it's hard for me to talk about that company on tiktok though because like no one fucking sees it and no one responds to right. it but on this right. podcast I, I tend to mention it like almost once an episode or right, whatever. right 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 um, yeah no i mean i need to look at that when i like when we're done here because at the end of the day at the very least it's a resource that again it's free of charge like 
if, if anything, it's a learning opportunity to see if this is for you. I, I'm a firm believer that there's a place in everyone for therapy as oh, someone yeah. who actively avoided it. <laughs> but like, Ther- I, therapy I also am mature enough essential. to know that it's what it's essential. Oh, it's 100%. 100%. And that's where like, that's where me feeling myself mature even more is like, and like not only being okay with not being okay, but being okay with like talking about not being okay. Like, and having someone that's not my mom listen. <laughs> and and the beautiful thing for like anybody who's listening to this and they're, they're also intrigued by it is you don't have to talk. You don't have to right. share. You, you can don't just be a ha- part. Yeah. You don't have to have your camera on. You can be, right. and if you want to, if you want to share something and you want to, but you don't want people to realize it or anything like that, that it's you saying it, you know, you can send direct messages to either the therapist that's teaching the class or the moderator. And it's, it's a hundred percent anonymous. Nothing's ever recorded. Um, but like the thing is that the community there, like, it's kind of like, we're all there to do the same thing. We are all right. there to heal. We are all there to learn. And I know for me, I've shared a lot and to have people in the class go, me too, me too, me too, me too. And knowing that like, oh shit, like I'm really not alone in this. And right. I'm not the only one who deals with these thoughts. And that's kind of what TikTok's also done for me when I do share my emotional uh, posts and whatnot. And right. A lot of the times now, the, the thing I always struggle with now is that a lot of people tell me how to, they're trying to tell me in, in for TikTok, they're trying to tell me how to fix it. And I'm like, bitch, I'm sharing this for a specific reason. I am working right. on it. I, yeah, I, I exactly. know what I'm doing. Like I got this down. Like this, this was the too, concern. I'm not looking for help. <laughs> I'm looking for an outlet to get it out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just exposing this for y'all. Yeah, you're, you're and I know it's going right. to, and, and I'm hoping this helps more people. Uh, this helps people. And right. And then, like, of course, like, you know, occasionally I'll get, like, the the douchey, like, uh, bro, you should just go to the gym. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay. Yeah, because that's I, worked I, for my whole life. <laughs> well, I also just kind of, I like, because, like, they think I'm fat and I don't work out. And I, they, I literally. Oh, that, wanna... I wasn't even getting that part out of it. Oh, no, that's the that's what I was getting from it. That's, they were. They I were was getting, like, like, dude, like, that's how men you... fix your problems. Well, like, okay, gym therapy is an actual thing, and oh, like any, 1, any, I, every, I every therapist, completely. every therapist will tell you physical exercise is important. Do it, hundred percent. Um, it's good for the brain, so, even more so than the body. Yeah, and it's like, it, but there, you know, there's a lot more that you have like to do. Yeah, that's like, not it. <laughs> gym therapy can't be your only therapy. Uh, yeah, exactly. But. Uh, but like the guys who are like, Joe, bro, just go to the fucking gym and get skin and like just get jacked or whatever, and I'm like. Because I think I'm, and they, they essentially did call me fat, and I'm like, right. bro, I li- I lift more than you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like I'm I, a strong human being. I promise. Go yeah, look at a couple videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I I I work out probably more consistently than you do. So, right, exactly. but again, that's just your typical misogynistic asshole thing to say. Well, to me, it, it's it's uh it's a dude seeing another man being vulnerable and vulnerability scares yeah. him, so he has to lash. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's just gotta he's gotta make it known that hey, there's no chance that I feel the same way. Yeah, you're like loser. I would yeah, never exactly. admit to that. Yeah, you know, um, the loudest person, the loudest person is the one that's not going through anything, right? Yeah, that, like, apparently not going through anything. <laughs> yeah, because <exactly. laughs> yeah, I, I I challenge anyone to be louder than me in a in a room full of people. I promise you, I'm going through plenty. <laughs> so don't yeah. worry, you're not alone. I promise. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and, the and that's that always seems like okay a, is probably just as bad, quote unquote, bad as you are. Yeah, and and that also you know that also comes to like you know being a, like a content creator and like especially oh, with right, you where 100%. a lot of the stuff that you post is very positive. So a lot of people are going to be like, well, this is what we see of you. So this is what. So we uh, make these assumptions about you going on, like, oh, right. you're fine. But they're like, not you even wrong in anything. doing that. They're not even wrong in doing that. Like, it's, they're using context clues. And if you use all context clues and not, like, understanding of the human mind and just people in general, it'd be easy. If you just looked at my videos, it'd be very easy to think that I'm only happy because I only post the happy stuff. Now, I shouldn't, but... I'm getting mad. No, that. you 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 post you post what you want to post. It's your it's right, your content. You get right. to do what you want. I think I think what a lot of people need to grasp nowadays is everyone's going through something that we know nothing about, and right. and I don't think full people fully grasp it. The, the thing that I went through that made me that had that click for me was when my parents died, right. and it was like when my dad died. I remember driving around looking around and just seeing everybody's going about their day world doesn't stop spinning it just keeps right. going right and people can look at me and have zero idea that my world just collapsed mm -hmm. that everything that i knew and was is now gone and right. i don't know what the fuck to do from like especially after my mom died dude my whole my whole my whole image of who I am as a person was I was the caregiver for my mom. Right. That that was my 24 7, 365. I was wake, I was up on the hour, every hour, making sure she was okay. She was like my she became my daughter essentially, of like how much I was like caring for her and doing uh, you know, I was changing diapers, feeding her, bathing her, what you name it, I did it. Right. Right. And so like, um, so I'd be up on the hour every hour making sure she's okay. And then I'd finally get up like at 4 a.m. to get to the gym so I can work out and get home in time to wake her up and then start our day together and and take care of her for the whole entire day. And like that was like right. that was it. That was my life 24-7. And then to have that all of a sudden be gone. Right. I'm like it was just a world change. It was just everything was different. Every uh, and it just turned into like, okay, now what? I have no idea. Right, exactly. So it, it just uh, it just kept getting like, and like and even it's taken me years to like get to this point now where I'm like, okay, I'm finally doing something that I want to do, and I'm trying to pursue something, and that even if I fail at it, I can just be like, I'm never gonna have like that, that. Well, what if? What if right. I actually put more effort into it? Like, what if I did this, that, or yeah? This whole podcast is literally me going like. Yeah, what if I did thinking, it? What if I did it? Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna do it. And we're gonna see right. what fucking happens with it. And if it goes nowhere, then I know I fucking tried. And and I know that I've talked to people who have listened and go like, fuck, man, these are great conversations that right. we're having. And I've had people tell me, like, you know, it's, it's helped them in some instances. And um yeah, man. And I just had to thank you for agreeing to come on, man. I seriously do appreciate you. Okay, well, I don't wanna skip over something real quick i want to address so you said you attempted and i for one will say out loud that i'm very glad you did because you're an amazing person and i speak for myself but i know i can speak for a million other people you're an amazing person you've done a lot of good for us and i thank you for doing everything that you do being as 
positive as you are, being as real as you are, and even more so, like, with the little that we've had, like, correspondence with each other, you're a genuine human being, and there's not enough of us out there in the world. And so I thank you for that, and I thank you for not giving up on yourself. I I, I really fucking asshole don't make me fucking <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry uh no it's all good no no you're good <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate that's really that's really that's seriously really kind of you to say um dropping fuck. bombs <laughs> i know right when i was gonna try to wrap this shit up and you're like oh, i know no you're good you're good no nah, man um <laughs> I mean, no, it's not, like, it comes no, from I, a genuine good place. I mean, no, man, I, I I appreciate you, and like the reason why I want I, I when I saw that you followed me, I was blown away because I was like, "Fuck, this dude has like a billion more followers than me." Who the fuck is? It's just why numbers, is that? Man. We're at the end of the day, no, we're I know. No, 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 a hundred percent. I understand that. And then I just saw you, and I was all like, "Fuck!" Like again, going back to the very beginning, I was like, "Fuck, this dude has so much freedom," and I love seeing it. <laughs> um, well, I guess to wrap things up. Um, since you have listened to the podcast before, so you know what's coming. Uh, I'm a big proponent, uh, but for those of you who are just now listening and uh, who are listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, I'm a big proponent of counting our victories for the day, no matter how big or how small they are. If you got up in this morning, that's a fucking win, and you need to give yourself credit for that. If you saw world hunger, way to show off, but that's cool. Like <laughs> You did it. I appreciate you. Um, but so... Tanner, what is a victory you had for the day? I think a, the biggest victory for myself in what I struggle with the most on a daily basis, I stood up for myself today. I spoke my mind. I did it respectfully. I didn't do it maliciously. Um, and for a, for the first time in a very long time, I felt heard today. Um, that's awesome I, and I, I i think that's another one of my biggest character flaws is i put things to the side and don't take my own emotions my own wants and needs into account a lot of the time I'm the um, because way. i do what's the greater good for everyone involved which when it's rooted in yourself it, is it really for the greater good but anyway um and no, so dude, I, I, that's I why that. i would say out loud that i think I struggle with that a lot. And today I just something in me didn't let that happen. Um, and so I did something about it and something good came from it. So that's a good learning opportunity for myself that, Hey, when you do something that's uncomfortable, that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Um, especially when it comes to taking yourself, like making yourself accountable for the things you want and need. So. Dude, no, that, that is, that is beautiful. I know for me, like a lot of my previous relationships and stuff like that, a lot of it failed was because I never spoke. Right. I never talked. Yeah, I always shut day. down and, and I just adhered to what they wanted. And that came from my own insecurities of like not thinking I was good enough. And I was like, holy shit, you want to be with me? All right, right. cool. I'm going to do whatever the fuck you want. Like right. I felt, I felt <laughs> into like the whole like happy wife, happy life thing uh, right. where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, Cause I think this is how this is supposed to go. Um, I know for my victory today, was um this may sound like silly no, it's like i sound silly it's it's a big win i went to therapy today i did not want to go today i did not want to do the class today i was so tired and my workout just went a lot 
later than usual and i was like well if mm-hmm. i'm gonna hop in on this class i'm gonna have to like literally do it on my drive home because i'm like right right class starts at noon and i'm leaving the gym at noon and I'm just right like, exactly all you right. don't want to be and the it, guy that stumbles in late <laughs> well yeah well i mean it's the beautiful thing of it all being online and everything like that oh, right. so exactly, it's just exactly. popping in on zoom but right i was just like all right i guess i'll i'll dial in and, and i'll just i'll listen and um you know it turned out to be a really calming relaxing class and it was something that i definitely needed and um and i was just like fuck to think i didn't want to come today and so right. you know i did something that, that's me doing something for myself and uh that that's always a fucking win 100 percent. i love that i'm proud of you thanks buddy I, well, i'm seriously proud of you for how far you've come um again i cannot thank you enough for for doing this and and giving me your time and and helping me with this um and for everyone who's listening or watching i can't thank you enough for doing so and being so supportive Uh, another friendly reminder i do have an email if you guys want to reach me it's called the here i am podcast at gmail.com uh, and you can ask me questions, uh, give me feedback, whatever you want. And um, the most important thing I'm hoping that you all will do for this next coming week is please be kind to yourselves and be good. <laughs>